Is your website pretty? Some jobs need to look like accidents. Does it work right? Others must cast suspicion on someone else. Can people find it? It's time to move on, and he knows it. Man, you've been... If you answered no, or kinda, to any of these questions, you came to the right podcast. Because we're going to help you mind your business. Here's your host, the lexical cognizant and SEO director guy of Mind Development and Design, Mark Boyd. Welcome to the Mind Your Business podcast presented by the Minds at Mind Development and Design. We appreciate you listening and uh, especially appreciate you listening as we have Mark Schaefer back on our podcast. One of our favorite people, social media expert and author of author of some incredible books most recently, uh, Content Code and now Known. Known is really the most recent. It's only been out for a few weeks and uh, we discussed last week on the podcast, the first four of Mark's eight space strategies in the book. And uh, for anyone who may have missed the uh, missed the podcast last week, could you could you brief us again on what those on what the purpose of those space strategies are, Mark? Before we get into sure, those last four, sure, yeah. And thanks so much for having me on your show. So, I for the last few years, <clears throat> I have been obsessed literally obsessed (laughs) and not necessarily in a healthy way (laughs) with figuring out this question. Can anybody be known? There are some really obvious advantages to being known in the world today. Let me give you a quick example. I was bidding for a a contract with, um, well, I guess I can say the name. It was the, it was the U S air force. This would, would, would be the biggest contract of my life. And because this was a government agency, they had to go through this vetting process. Mm-hmm. So I knew what the work was. I knew what the task was. And I had to go through this interview. And I think it was a Skype interview. So the procurement team was in Ohio and I was in Tennessee. And we started this discussion and they asked me a few questions. <clears throat> and I started telling them about myself, what I did, what I, where I worked, kind of what I do today. Mm-hmm. And in the middle of my description, uh, the procurement director interrupted me and said, oh, Mr. Schaefer, we all know who you are. We all read your blog. And in that <laughs> moment, I knew the competition was over. I was going to get the business because I was known and the other people weren't. These people had developed an emotional connection to me over years because they were reading my content. And that's the power that we all have today. We don't have to be famous. We don't have to be in a movie. We don't have to be the president of a company. We can all create our own power and influence on the web today. And so there were a lot of little things that happened that got me on this this path to make me think, could anybody do this? And what I found is, yes, there is a path. There is a process. And that's what I talk about in my book, Known. So where we left it off in the last show was I was describing the first four of a total of eight different strategies 
to help you stand out, even if your niche is really crowded. I used examples like food or fashion or fitness, where there are a lot of people trying to be known in these areas. So what if you want to jump in? What are ways that you can carve out a space for yourself? So we already talked about the first four, and the fifth one is about frequency. So uh, to be known today, you've got to publish some sort of content. And one of the ways you might be able to differentiate yourself is through frequency. And the example that I use in, the, in my book is a very talented guy, uh, very well-known today, named John Lee Dumas. And John Lee, like many people in the book, didn't start out as an expert in anything. He uh, actually uh, started out, uh, he was in the army and got out of the army and was really lost in terms of trying to find a career. He tried a bunch of different things and he ended up around 2009, he was doing real estate in Southern California. Now, think about what was going on in 2009. <laughs> it was a recession, and L.A. was getting shellacked. Oh, absolutely. I was so working was with real estate all... agents back then, and I just remember yeah, it was. Yeah. He got shellacked. So he was spending all his time driving around L.A., and he wanted to learn how to become an entrepreneur. So he started listening to podcasts, and he ran into a problem. He was spending all hours and hours and hours in the car every day, and he would go through all the, the backlog of all the episodes of a podcast he would find, and then it would be over. There wasn't another episode available for another week. <laughs> he said, I want a podcast episode. I want a program I can follow every single day. And there wasn't anything like that. So that's where he started. And like I said, he didn't have an exceptional, any exceptional talent. He was just curious. And he started a podcast and he did it every single day and he interviewed successful entrepreneurs because he wanted to learn about that. And today, uh, he's a multimillionaire. He's leveraged this uh, podcast and his platform into a lot of new business opportunities based on frequency so the next one is about finding a unique demographic or geographic niche so here's an example from my own experience I was working with a company that was getting into um, sports clothing for like extreme sports and stuff and we started looking at their options and the competition was intense. You think about North Face, Columbia, some of the big brands out there. They were dominating with every kind of content you can think of. But what we discovered was they were not communicating to millennials. Hmm. Their audience was aging. The average age of a Patagonia customer was 50. And what we were finding with North Face was that many of their customers 
bought their um, clothing to look like an adventurer or an athlete, but they don't really do it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so we found this opportunity to connect with people who were young, who really were doing this stuff. So we found an unsaturated niche within this very crowded segment. So, you know, look at, is there a demographic opportunity? Is there a geographic opportunity? The example I used with the real estate agent, she didn't try to be known all over the country. She was just, she just needed to be known in one county yep. to be successful. So the next one is a very interesting idea about connecting with influencers to help you stand out in, in a niche. And this is a very interesting case study that I used in the book at this point. And the example is from the construction industry. And it's unusual in a couple ways. And the most notable way that it's unusual is that I interviewed nearly 100 people for this book. On average, it took two and a half years for these people to get enough traction to start achieving their goals. Except one. There's one person who did it in under a year. Wow. And here's how. He got help from powerful people in the industry. He was able to build an audience and ignite his content and get very rapid traction because he served powerful influencers who were already established. He gave away his consulting services. He said, I just want to help you. And these powerful people were so moved, so connected to him that they found they just wanted to help him. There's, there's this, this psychological um, principle of reciprocity. When someone do, does a favor for you, we have this powerful and overwhelming need to repay that favor. Yes. It's a psychological principle found in every single culture in the world. And so these people started posting about this, about this man and started calling him their guru, their consultant. And all of a sudden, the business just started flowing in. So this is a very, very powerful way to help you, you stand out even in a very, very saturated niche. The last one is about curation. And this is a very powerful strategy because if you're the first one to curate content in your industry, you're probably never going to have a competitor. So what do I mean? What do I mean by curation? People are very busy today. They don't have a lot of time to figure things out, to know what should I read, who should I follow. What if you could solve that problem for them? So the example that I use in the book is a fellow who just loves drones. 
<laughs> and drones are really hot right now. Oh it's yeah, a, it's a, an emerging topic, both from a hobbyist perspective and a and a and a business perspective. Oh, you can find them even in some uh, some convenience stores up here now. Oh, wow. <laughs> Well, they, they, they kind of took center stage at the Super Bowl this year. So what this uh, man does is he looks for all the best news articles about drones. What's happening? What's new? What announcements are being made? And he summarizes this in a regular newsletter. And he does such a good job nobody's ever going to copy him. Why would they? He's cornered the market and he's built a huge audience. And now that he has this audience, he's starting to create other ways to monetize that because he's becoming this expert on drones. He's being seen as the go-to guy on this topic. So curation is a very powerful way to stand out even in a very crowded industry. And that's number eight. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mark, thank you again. Is there anything that you want to add with regard to with regard to known while we're on I, here? I would just say, buy it. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody should have two copies. They should have a copy to read, and then they should have a backup in case anything ever goes wrong. See, it's, I've I've got my uh, I've got my Amazon Cloud version, and then I'm going to have my hard copy here uh, probably today. Well, you know what, what I found that's been a bit surprising is that people are buying the hard copy so that they can refer to it and take notes. But a lot of people are also buying the audiobook. So they're buying two different versions. And I narrate it. So they said it's really fun to hear you tell the story. I, and that was what I was going to ask you. It is you doing the audio book yeah i do i do yeah i do the narration which is it's a lot harder than it sounds (laughs) oh i i can imagine i mean to to go through all that material yeah you know as i said it's it's really rewarding now to get the feedback and um you know i'm really proud of the book i think it has the opportunity to really help a lot of people in my heart i'm a teacher in everything that i do and i think this is a way i can connect to people and really help them with what I think seems like a very overwhelming problem. Where do I start on the web today? Where do I start with social media? And this book helps solve it. Well, thank you again for being on our podcast, Mark, and uh, and for sharing all of this with us. Just tremendous. And I hope that this year just keeps getting better for you because it is a fantastic book. Thank you so much. It's very kind of you to say. From the minds at Mind Development and Design, thank you for joining us today. Until next week, make sure you mind your business. Do you do wop wop? Say what? Yeah.